Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. This is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel Gonzalez from Arrive Financial and Insurance Services and his wife, the 403B doctor, Adela Gonzalez. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Ariel and Adela provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel and Adela Gonzalez. Hey everybody, good morning. This is uh, the Power Couple Financial Podcast. My name is Ariel Gonzalez and I'm here with my awesome wife, Adela Gonzalez. She calls herself, actually we all call her the 403B doctor because of the fact that she is just a absolute beast in these school, uh, school retirement programs and uh, they call me the not your average financial guy because one thing I guarantee you is that when we meet, you'll realize I am not your average financial guy. So my wife and I, what we're going to do today on this podcast is we're going to talk a little bit about how um, the state of the economy. Yeah. Um, right. Didn't you just meet with the client? What was it in, in Hanford the other day? Yeah. So I went, um, met with a lady um, and you know what? She's she's fairly young. She's 57 um, has worked for the company for 26 years, you know, and devoted per, per, her life to that company. And, um, you know, her body's just kind of breaking down. And so she's on work. And how home. old is she again? She's 57. 57. Yeah. Okay. 57. Her mom's 80s in her 80s, you know, still moving and stuff. And so one of the things that kind of struck me was that, you know, she didn't realize how unprepared she was. You know, she thought everything's fine, but then when an what illness... What did she have? She had multiple, like, carpal tunnel... No, 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 no. What did she have in, in place for retirement? Nothing. So what do, what do you mean? Just a 401k. So she had a 401k. She had a 401k, but as far as any insurance, you know, because she really didn't plan on not working. Yeah. And, and she's only 57. And she's 57. Yeah. Medicare doesn't kick in until 65. Right. So that was an eye-opener for her. Um, and I believe you said she had to give up half of it in the divorce. She went through a divorce. And so that was so, kind of So unplanned. unfortunately, everybody listening, that sometimes, I mean, none of us want to hear that. But unfortunately, that is part of planning, I guess. Right. No, it is. And we live in the great state of California. So it's, you know. Community property. Community property. So what's yours is mine and mine is yours. <laughs> so we so at the end of the day, uh, you went down there, you, you were talking to her, kind of filling her in. What are you guys going to be able to do to help her out? So really, um, we just got to figure out when she becomes non-active as at her employer, because technically she's been on disability for two and a half years, mm -hmm. just to be on work comp. Right. And so everybody has her as medically retired, but her employer does not. She still shows active. So we can't really move any money over just yet. But what she's excited about is when everything is said and done and she's no longer an active employee, that she's going to have protection and she's going to have guaranteed income. Because but the, the, the only bad part about that is that being that you guys can't touch the money yet, so it's still in the market. It's still in the market. So Absolutely. For those of you guys listening right now, I just looked up where am I at right now. I am on Yahoo, yahoocharts.com. 
And what it's showing me right now, I just basically went to Yahoo and I said, what has the S&P 500 returned so far in 2019? And what the what Yahoo's telling me is that the S&P has returned a negative 4.38%. Wow. So basically, basically anybody that's in the stock market, anybody that's in a variable type of an account um, is losing money this year on top of whatever the management fees are. So unfortunately for this potent, for this client, yeah. until you guys can move that money over and give her principal protection, she's, she, she's stuck. She's, she's stuck. stuck. And that's the scary part. And, you know, and that's where something I even touched on my, my IG account was that even in all the bull markets that we've had, the pensions aren't making any money. Yeah. So what does that tell you about yeah, being you in the market? Yeah, you actually made a good point. You said... Um, Something about we've been in a 10 year plus bull market. A decade of, t- of bull markets still hasn't fixed the pension. Still problems. hasn't fixed the pension issue. Mm-hmm. And the recessions that, you know, according to the, the world famous economists are telling us that a recession's on the horizon. Correct. So then if the pensions haven't been able to fix themselves in 10 years of a bull market or 10 plus years in a bull market, which is unheard of, by right. the way. And that's what you want. You want the economy you well that's the what market. the story is right they the say is. well you know you lose money you make money you lose money you make money but the problem is when you make money you don't make enough to fix the problem exactly and one percent is a difference of like 20 million dollars so having that gain of one percent is that it'll fix the pension but yeah. even so that the the you know pensions are still in the market so check this out so i'm looking at this chart and and it's basically going off of uh um, December so from 2018 it's 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 a negative 4.83 or negative 4.38 2017 was a 21 percent gain 2016 was a, almost a 12 percent gain 2015 was a one percent gain 2014 was 13 percent 20 what is that 13 was 32 percent 2012 was 16 percent so basically since the market crashed in 2008 you've had numerous years of double digit gains yeah and it still hasn't fixed the pension problem. Nope. And the, it's it's probably not going to get fixed. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys understand what, what we're talking to you guys about. You know, we've had like an uh, uh, unheard of bull market run. And the fact that it still hasn't fixed the problem with retirement, your 401k, the pensions out there. It's pretty scary because we got, a, again, a recession on the horizon. And it's not me saying there's a recession on the horizon. I was just looking at marketwatch.com this morning. And it talked about how uh, the U.S. Uh, or these economists are saying that they, the, the, in the third quarter of this year, the U.S. economy is going to uh, slow. It's going to start slowing down very sharply. So, and then, so then that was that one client you helped us out. And what, what are we seeing right now from, from the product providers that we offer? Aren't they all like pulling back the them, rates? A lot of them, yeah, they are. They're pulling back the rates. These companies have been around for a hundred plus years. You know, they've been in this industry, retirement products. That's one of their key focuses. And we're getting emails left and right with um, updates, rate changes. They're, they're pulling back the reins. They're making sure that, you know, they're still going to keep their promises to the clients. They're still not going to allow, you know, that negative, the negative effect of the market to affect what they promise to the clients. Yeah. So they are being very conservative and bringing back, you know, dropping down those rates because they're preparing for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's amazing. And so, um, so unfortunately for that client, you're not going to be able to help her out until no, unfortunately she gets I can't. severance of employment. No, but you know what I am seeing is that a lot of times right now is that, you know, we've, we have 
our older generation, let's just say, you know, the, the younger of the baby boomers that still have parents that are, you know, still living 70s, 80s years of age. And what we're seeing now is how are we going to take care of our parents? You know, they need assisted care. We're still working because we haven't quite hit retirement yet. You know, we still have five, six, seven years in the horizon of working. So we're still trying to pay for our retirement and plan for that. Where now I see a lot of my clients in that age group that are having to worry about their parents. Who's going to take care of them? What are we going to do with mom and dad? They need assisted care. How much does that cost? I mean, I just had a client this morning. Yeah, tell us um, about that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and it, and it's sad because really mom is capable. She's a retired teacher and um, 82 years of age. And this is the phone call you had And this, this morning, is a phone right? call, yes. And, you know, they're they're concerned because they're still working. How do, who's going to take care of mom? Yeah. You know, so they've been looking around for assisted living. You know, she doesn't quite qualify for that one-on-one care needing a nurse all the time. Um, so thankfully she just needed, needs a, a senior living environment. However, um, that amount is about $2,400 a month. So her pension that she gets from CalSTRS is going to be just enough to cover that expense. However, now if they need the ancillary care. So if mom needs to get pushed to the dining hall, if mom needs to be taken outside, you know, in a walker, she needs somebody to kind of hold her hand and make sure that, Mm -hmm. you know, she gets up in the morning and she's bathed and does everything and just kind of keeps an eye on her. That alone is $1,500. So now this family- So then you're going 2,400 plus plus 1,500, that's what, 3,400, 39, almost four grand a month. Just to take care of your loved one. For her to live in one of those assisted living facilities. Yes, And unfortunately, they don't have the money. The, The pension isn't enough. Yeah. There is no other way. So they're looking at selling now, her house. How about Medicare and stuff like that? How does that affect her? Because if she's making um, decent money off of her pension, she doesn't qualify for that stuff? Not for Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal, um, you have to be below that 17,007 Oh, so she can't even qualify threshold. for the, the assistance. No, she makes too much on her pension. So you basically got to be poverty level. You, right. You got to be poverty level stuff. to qualify, you know, and so... Um, for those that work and save and plan for retirement, you have to keep in mind the long-term care costs. You know, what does that look like? Do you want some, you know, a beautiful location? How much does that cost? And it goes up every year. So you have to consider oh, wow. inflation yeah, right. with the cost of that assisted living. Yeah. And so, you know, what? that's one of the things that, you know, when my wife and I were putting together our company, Arrive Financial, is we wanted to be a company that was going to be focused on not just helping you grow your money, because but that is one of the major areas that we do. But the bigger part of of growth and and planning for retirement is protecting your money. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I think my wife and I will tell you, you know, we run into thousands of clients where you know their focus for so many years was on accumulation, and unfortunately, it just hasn't planned out that way, and and. Uh, what we found is that if you're just okay taking a, a, a modest gain every single year and when the market turns negative... You and didn't we can, lose anything. Yeah, and we can guarantee you'll never lose a penny. You're going to always out-earn the individual riding the stock market 100%, roller coaster. 100%, yes. And, and uh, most of us are conservative investors. Most of us don't have, you know, 10 different screens that are at our home and watching the market, you know, day in, day out. And So, honey, let me ask you, so... I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you in a, in a way where I'm hoping people listening to our podcast have questions on what are, what is the criteria criteria for me in order for me to be able to roll over my 401k? So one, 
Um, you have to have severance from employment. Okay, That's so you got to leave your job. Yeah, got to leave your job. Or it could be an old employer. Or it can be an old employer that you worked with, you know, a long time ago that is just sitting there. Right. Um, so that's one. Um, 59 and a half that, you know, you've left and you're, you've retired. Um, uh, also a, a quadro. So qualified domestic relations order, you may qualify because yeah. of a, a change of your fi- family status you know, of a hardship and stuff that, you know, allows so if you, you have to, an illness or whatever. an illness, you know, funeral, just different medical, unforeseen medical expenses, um, secondary tuition. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain criteria within that, that you can qualify to move money. Um, but again, it's, it's pretty much the basic, you leave your employer and you can move it. So that's a 401k. So what if I have an IRA at the bank? So the IRA at the bank, it's it's an individual retirement account. So you have control over that. You can move it at from a time. bank to another um, uh, entity. Right. So there's three companies or three entities that can administer your retirement, whether it's an individual retirement account, an IRA, a Roth IRA. Um, they can, so it can be a brokerage account such mm-hmm. as Merrill Lynch, you know, Edward Jones, Vanguard, all those different brokerage companies that you're familiar with. Um, the second entity is a bank. So Chase, Bank of America, you know, we live here in Bakersfield, so Kern Federal Credit Union. Most of those banking institutions can do a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA. And then you have an insurance company that can mm-hmm. administer your retirement, yeah. such as an IRA and a Roth IRA. And just to clear that up for you guys, uh, my wife touched on those three entities now, most people, they either have their uh, 401k or IRA account set up through a brokerage account, which is like she said, an Edward Jones, Vanguard, that type of deal. A lot of people, because they go down to their local bank, because they can see it, they can touch the building, they know where it's at, they know that they what their hours are. So a lot of people go to the bank. Those two entities, what they do is they put your money back in the market. So at the end of the day, regardless of which one of those you choose, you're still in the stock market. Yes. What we do is we specialize in using life insurance companies to administer your retirement account. So this way, you kind of like get the best of both worlds. You still get the upside potential without the downside risk. So that's the benefit of allowing us to help you set up your retirement account and putting it in a way where, uh, you know, an, uh, an insurance company that's been around for 150 years have them administer your retirement because now when the market does crash and when they're talking about a recession coming towards the end of this year, next year, 2020, um, you don't have to worry about losing your nest egg. Right. And that's where I think a lot of people have that misconception is that they just see, they hear word insurance and all they do is associate it with life insurance. Mm -hmm. They don't see the rest of the title that it's insurance, life insurance and annuities insurance and retirement, yeah. they only see the insurance side. And so yeah. that's the misconception that um, we hear a lot of, like what, I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, life insurance companies can do that. They've yeah. been around for a hundred plus years. They've been doing it for a hundred plus yeah. years. So they specialize that in that. And so a lot of the companies that we utilize have been number one in the index annuity um, space. Yeah. And so a lot of our clients have no, no concern about what happens in the market because they're still earning without having the risk. Yeah. And so that yeah. that's a plus. Yeah. And that's, that's huge because, um, um, I didn't know this, but it was a real, it was a real eye opener for me when I, re- when I did read this statistic on market watch and it said, um, 
the average. So you think about it, right? You work in your whole life, busting your butt, doing what you had to do. And you finally get your retirement account, your four, let's just say your 401k account up towards, let's just say $500,000, half a million dollars. By any standards, that's a lot of money. The problem is, is let's just say you're 65 years old and you turn on income. You think that $500,000 is going to last you. But the problem is what we're finding is that the average half a million dollar 401k is only lasting 7.2 years. So you think about that. If you retire at 65 and your half a million dollar 401k lasts you 7.2 years, that takes you to 72, 73 years old. And now you're out of money. Well, and that's a good point because I had another client that I just had to kind of break it down for her because I don't think we we take that next step and and really break it break down the math because your lifestyle has to adjust. So I always tell my clients, if you're going to prepare for retirement in the next three, four years, you need to start modifying your lifestyle to fit that income that you're going to live off of. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people think, oh, well, I make 60000 a year. I'm going to continue making 60000 years in retirement. Well, if that's the case, let's plug in the numbers. If you have half a million dollars in in retirement and now you're taking 60,000 in income, that's gonna last you about eight years and you haven't even paid taxes on that money. Yeah, yeah. So that's the reality. You have to adjust your your lifestyle. That's $60,000 in today's dollars. That's today's dollars. What that's if you're no in your inflation. 40s or 50s right? and inflation, the cost of living goes up. So when you're ready to retire, that 60,000 really feels a lot less. Yeah, so you're gonna need at least 1.5 to $2 million, if not more, yeah in savings in a retirement account in order to make sure that you have the same lifestyle you're currently living. So you have to consider taxes. You have to consider um, health insurance. You know, if you are retiring at 60, Medicare doesn't kick in until 65. So what are you going to do in the next five years? Where's that extra money going to come from in order to pay for health insurance? And you know what? One of our associates, Jose Arias, just brought up a couple of good points uh, earlier this week when he said the top two concerns for most people is paying their bills and funding retirement. retirement. Those are the top two concerns. Well, I'm going to tell you when you go to retire and you start to, and you are retired, your concerns are now being healthy, being able to take care of yourself physically and still paying the bills. But you probably need, are going to need more health care. Um, when you're retired, right? Oh, I mean, because you're older, your body's breaking down. You the may numbers need- are there. 70% of all 65-year-olds will need some form of assisted care. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, bathing, you know, dressing, you know, uh, transferring, all those different things. Yeah. 70%, that's, that's a, a huge that's, statistic. That's huge. Like, that Ginormous. scares me where I'm like, I'm going to be at the gym. I'm going to be working yeah. out. And I want to be proactive and be yeah. have a healthy lifestyle because... W- you know, meeting with my client yesterday, 57, you know, she's a small, small lady. She, she takes care of herself, but she she's not active as far as, you know, working out and maintaining her, her, you know, um, physicality. Right. And so it took a toll on her with the type of labor intensive work that she did for 26 years that you can see how it just broke down her body. And so my wife and I, we're, we're, we're on this podcast for educational purposes. We're, we're not into selling doom and gloom. What we're saying is, is be proactive. So when was the last time you actually sat down with a planner and helped somebody figure out, okay, where am I at? 
What am I on track for? What do I need to actually be saving to hit my target? How do I get there? How do I, how do I protect my money when I get there? How's my money going to be taxed or not taxed when I get there? Like all these different things, you, you can't just put it in autopilot in your 30s, 40s, and 50s and then try to make a correction in your 60s because it's too late. It's too late. It's so way too late. We're, we're, what we're saying is be preemptive. Like our, we have a new office right here, downtown Bakerfield, 1700 Chester Avenue, beautiful office. But the number one thing that we do in this office is we give out free information. So if you're unsure, there's no, uh, we're not going to force you to do business with us. But the number one thing that we pride ourselves in as a company is that we just want to make sure we put the the information you need in your hands. So Absolutely. whether it's with us, whether it's with somebody else, you are going to have the power to make the, an educated decision an educated for your decision. future. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's so true. I, I mean, I absolutely love that about where our location is and stuff. And so just getting that information, we want you to be prepared. We see our family members. We've gone through it. Yeah. We live through it every day. And, you know, we, Ariel and I have that discussion, you know, what's going to happen with our parents? Because we see that no one talked to them. No one sat down with them and prepared them for those unexpected events. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I see my parents um, on a fixed income. They're on a pension. They got their Social Security. But now what if life happens, right? Now they have to repair their their AC unit and it's $14,000. That wasn't in the plan and it wasn't calculated. So for all those little expenses that you don't really factor in, those incidentals, those, you know, things that you really don't know how you're going to pay, it put it really causes a toll on on somebody and and it causes a stress and when you're stressed your health may not be a hundred percent so all these different things we just want you to think about it and make sure that you get the proper information so that you can make the most educated decision for your future it's kind of like the way i see it is and the way i like to explain it is it's kind of like when you're trying to get in shape it's you're going to get a lot further a lot faster when you're working with a professional it's going to one show you how to work out Make sure you hit certain body parts. Make sure you're doing certain amounts of cardio. Happy with your meal plan and showing you exactly what to eat and when and all these different things. You're going to get a lot further in results when you work with a coach as opposed to you just kind of figuring it out, showing up to the gym and and doing the same treadmill workout for 30 minutes for. And then what happens is you fall off the wagon. Right. The reality is. And so that's what I kind of see Arrive Financial as is that we want to be able to be that compass for you to kind of make those decisions to guide yourself and. And uh, the cool part is, is that my wife does a fun and our and our school's team, uh, they do a phenomenal job about doing annual reviews and tweaking uh, their their yeah the their numbers. arrangements right. and and their their contributions and figuring out okay what's what how does that affect the end game okay I made this much more what can I do to save more and how does that affect my now to what does my retirement look like what does that number look like yes and and a lot of it is that we do the pension maximization strategy. Because you want to maximize your pension because the pension is only just you. And so a lot of times, you know, you you start off as a young teacher, young administrator, you know, young um, school psychologist, pathologist. And, you know, you just start on your career and no one really directs you. No one takes the time unless you make it a point to go to the meetings and you go drive up, you know, a couple hours north of here to to attend a, a meeting to understand a little bit of it. But, you know. Take the time, you know, to ask the questions. Don't don't be afraid if they're sitting in the in the lunchroom, you know, providing lunch, you know, ask them. 
don't be afraid to ask them questions about the pension, you know, and if they can't answer them, they're not the person to walk or work with. Yeah. And so, hey, you guys, I just wanted to, as my wife and I finish up this podcast, I hope you guys are getting a ton of information, just all the basics and stuff. But I, I wanted to leave you some information on this article I looked up on marketwatch.com and it says, these 16 money wasters are why so many Americans can't save for retirement. And it's kind of comical, but let me kind of go over them with you. 16 reasons why Americans aren't, can't save for retirement. <laughs> Number one is tattoos. Wow. And you know what? I've always said that because I'm like, man, I know tattoos aren't cheap, but I know people that live below check to check and they're... They're all tatted up. Yeah. And it says right here, good tattoo artist is going to charge you 200 bucks an hour. So that's reason number one. Number two is vacations. It says everybody needs a little break, but you don't have to go into debt in order to have a good time. So um, number one is tattoos. Number two is vacations. Number three is college. A lot of times when parents want to send their kids to school, you know, again, it's just my wife and I have been married for 20 something years, have four kids and... I'm going to tell you, we didn't do everything by the book, but thank God we have a, a thriving business where we can afford to send our kids to school. Um, Another thing I want to touch on that college, I was just reading an article too, I think it was on CNN Money, and they said 529 plans aren't really cutting out to what they thought they were because huh. the average college um, 529 plan is about 27000 We know if, in here in California, the basic one-year tuition is about 36000 So you're still about yeah, ten to 9000 short, short yeah. of having the first year covered. So again, I'm covering the 16 reasons why Americans can't or aren't saving, saving for retirement. So number one is tattoos. Number two is vacations. Number three is college. Number four is restaurants. Eating out. And I'm going to tell you, man, that's such a hard habit to break. And you don't think about the kind of money you spend. But like, let's just say for Adele and I, we got a family of six. We go to Chili's. It's anywhere between 80 to $100 Easily. Per, Easily. Per, per outing. And that's, that's going off of the value meal. <laughs> and this is what it's saying. It says eating out or buying a $4 designer coffee is expensive. And wait for it. It's also a luxury. Skip that daily $4 coffee. After 30 years, you'll have more than 121000 assuming a half a percent monthly return. Wow, that's <laughs> powerful. That's crazy. Opportunities lost. Uh, number five is opportunities lost. He says, we do it every day by failing to grab the employer match in a 401k. So let me touch on that real quick. An employer match in a 401k. So sometimes I'll have clients come in and they're like, you know what, Ariel, I don't want to risk my money. I don't like my retirement being in the stock market but my employer matches me 5%. Here's what we say. You know what? Put in the five, put in the 5% so you can get that full 5% match. And then what we have, we advise them to do is redirect some of those other funds and put it into places where maybe their money can grow tax-free. Right. That's more control. So definitely take advantage of the match. It's free money. I don't care what language you say right. free in. Free is free. And, ma and make sure you understand the vesting schedule. Because a lot of times the average person stays at a job five to seven years. Yep. A lot of their vesting schedules is after five years or even seven years when you're fully so you vested. So you will lose the match if you leave it three years in. They will take everything they've given you and you only walk away what you put in. So just keep in mind with that vesting schedule. So number five is opportunities lost. Number six is transportation. And I know when you have bad credit and you try to buy a vehicle or if you release a vehicle, you're looking between six to eight to a thousand dollars to twelve hundred to fourteen hundred dollars a month in vehicle payments. And I get it. You need a vehicle. But it says right here, do you really need a forty thousand dollar vehicle? Can you do it with a twenty thousand dollar vehicle? Number seven is credit cards. I think credit cards are, are a great way to get in trouble, get in trouble. <laughs> Especially yeah. when the discipline's not there. 
Uh, the lottery, right? Uh, Everybody wants says, to win. It says the lowest income groups spend the most on lottery tickets, wasting hundreds of dollars a year. About the same as that as a $400 emergency fund they don't have. Yeah. 60% of millennials think winning the lottery is part of a wise retirement strategy. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I think my aunt's in that statistic, but she's yeah. not a millennial. <laughs> so number eight's the lottery. Number nine is clothing, right? I mean, I don't do a whole lot of shopping. I think as a family, we don't do a whole lot of shopping, but I can see how clothing can get expensive. So that's number nine. Number 10 is shoes. Um, I guess, I don't know, that would, for me, that would fall into number nine, well, right? Well, I mean, Sh- tennis clothing. shoes alone, I mean, they're over $100. Yeah. So if you got a family of, you know, four kids or three kids, you're that's $100 each kid. That's one pair of shoes. What does that say? Chalks and stuff. Chalks and stuff. Clean out the house. Clean out the house after many years, which my wife and I just did. And often you hear the words, where did, where did we get that? Though relatively inexpensive per item. Oh, it's basically telling you to all those little knickknacks that you buy add up as well. Right. Number 12, failing to look ahead. And that's what Adele and I just talked about is you got to plan out. You got to see what the bag with the end game you want it to look like. And you got to backwards engineer it. Number 13 is not having a backup plan. Right. What if I can't sell the house to cover the mortgage? What if I can't do this? What if I can't do that? What if you lose your job? What if you lose your job? Most Americans are one paycheck away from being on the streets because we we're not disciplined. We don't have the habits and we spend we like that immediate gratification. So So ask yourself this. Right. If you're listening to this podcast, ask yourself, how many how many how many months can you go without a paycheck and survive? Yeah, that's That's huge. Figure it out. So number 13 is no backup plan. Number 14 is the holidays. Oh, yeah. It says somehow every December financial caution goes out the window and we pay for it the following year. Basically what they're talking about is people putting their gifts on credit cards mm-hmm. and paying interest on yeah. it throughout the next year. And the commercials, TV networks are really good about telling you, you got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And so yeah. we fall, we fall into that. So, so number 14 is a holidays. Number 15 is toys. Wow. I didn't realize we spent that much money on toys. It says the average per a parent spends $6,500 on toys during a child's upbringing. And then this is number 16 is I am highly, highly guilty of this. It's 100% hair- <laughs> guilty. <laughs> number 16 is haircuts. Yep. And it says the average haircut reportedly costs $28.30 in a barber shop. Yeah. How many How many it. times do you go, Ariel? How many I go, times, honey? I go, I'm going to just put it out there right now. I go once a week because uh-huh. I like to stay fresh. And sometimes the cost, the the cost, or <laughs> the cost of staying fresh. Um, You're willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice our retirement, but uh. thank God, you know, we've got other means. But I could see how that definitely adds up. And and not only that, uh, that's just my haircut. We got kids. Yep, and they go every other. And week. They go every other week, so we probably spend a good few hundred bucks a month or so. On haircuts. Yeah, that alone. So those are 16 money wasters. So you guys just have to put yourself in that situation. What are you guys wasting money on? What are our frivolous things that you, you know, um, you do and you really just don't blink an eye and you don't think twice about it. So definitely, you know, budget, you know, there's a lot of online stuff online on budgeting. Grab it, download it and start playing with the numbers. Start assessing what comes in on a monthly basis and what goes out. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys. After you're hearing all these different things, you're probably asking yourself, all right, what, what do I got to do? Where am I standing now? What, what's the next step? Do us a favor. 
go to our website or go to one of our websites. This one's called arrivecamera.com. That's A-R-R-I-V-E-C-O-M-R-A.com. And just fill out a quick 11 questions. What that's going to do for us, it's going to tell us what your score is and how conservative or how aggressive you are. And then what we can do is we can contact you with the report, a detailed report, and, and, and at least put something in your hands that'll give you a starting point. Right, because most people don't know what their color of money is. Yeah. They, they all, everybody thinks that they're risk takers. Yeah. But when you answer these 11 questions, it's 11 questions about how you feel about money. Yeah. And once you have those questions answered, it's gonna spit out a number and it'll tell you exactly where you should have your funds allocated and what you should be doing. So it gives you a starting point. And then sit down with somebody you know, come on in. If you're in Bakersfield or you're in town, you're passing through, come on in, come say hello. We'll give you a budget, you know, a worksheet that you can work on at home. We can kind of sit down with you, give you some brochures, information. If you have um, questions about what you're doing or even what a 401k is and how it works, you know, definitely give, come in, you know, we're, we're happy to sit down with you and share with you information. So at least you feel like, you have some, some, you know, starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys go to my, my Instagram, not your average financial guy, and you go to my profile, click the link on that profile and, and just, it'll take you to a, a different site. will open up and it says right there, what is my color of money? Click on that. And that'll take you to the same website, fill out those 11 questions and we'll get back to you. So with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Honey, do you want to leave us with anything? Anything you want to no, say? No, like I said, you know, it's never too late. Wherever, whatever stage you're in right now, you know, sit down with somebody. Take the time, you know, get the information. There's a lot of information available to you. We live in a world that it's all available on our phone. Yeah. So take the time, you know, do your due diligence. Look at your family. Look at the situation. There's 16 things that are money wasters. So I hope you got a ton of information. And like I said, ask, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. And what's our office line? 661? So you can reach us. You're always welcome to give us a call at 661-636-6862. You can um, reach us on our email. You can contact us at arrivefinancialservices.com or you can certainly reach us through our website at arrivefinancialservices.com as well. So with that being said, you guys, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Do us a favor if you find this information valuable, if you find it informative, or if you just enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe and share because all that does is it helps our numbers. And I'm going to tell you right now, I want to, for those of you guys that have done that, we want to thank you so much because the feedback we're getting from um, our companies that help us with this are telling us that our numbers are off the charts. So yeah, thank so you thank very you much. So much. We appreciate it. And we love bringing more value to you. And like I said, it's, it's a blessing for us. So with that being said, you guys, thank you for jumping on the power couple financial podcast. And we will talk again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to power couple financial podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Ariel or Adela Gonzalez at Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Call 661-636-6862 or visit them online at arrivefinancialservices.com.
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services offered through Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Ariel Gonzalez, Adela Gonzalez, and Arrive Financial and Insurance Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.